everyone, welcome back to the Nintendo Prime Podcast, episode 103, the very first episode recorded in April. Technically not the first one to release, because we did have one come out on April 1st. Uh, we did? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't a fool? It wasn't a fool. We, huh? we didn't even make any jokes. Oh, it's because it wasn't recorded. I think we didn't yeah. even thinking about it. No, right, it's, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, it, uh, I am your host, as always, Nathaniel Ruffle Jance, joined to my left and your right by... Eric Moore. And, uh, yeah, that's all we have today. We don't have any patrons or anything out today. Uh, sorry, patrons, I didn't get the post up yet. I meant to get it up on Monday, but it's been a hectic week, so I will get it up probably tomorrow. I'm actually, I'll probably put a note on my whiteboard to remind me. So uh, I'll get that up so you guys can sign up for podcasts the rest of this month. And for those that are wondering what I'm talking about, if you are a $20 backer on patreon.com slash Prime, you can be on an episode of the Nintendo Prime podcast every single month. Uh, for $10 a month, you get to watch it early on Thursdays. Basically, you get to watch the recording of the podcast. Uh, and then for $5 a month, you get the audio version a day early. You get $1 a month, just get you know you get access to our Discord server, all the stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, you can check, check out our Patreon, basically. Uh, and before we get into anything, we do need to uh, do our Patreon fulfillment. Uh, so if you are a $10 and up backer on Patreon, one time per month, we will read out your name and uh, your pledge. And thank you so much for your support uh, for making this podcast possible. Uh, so you guys want to read off the first one? Yeah, I, I, I can. Uh, that would be Mr. B. Righteous. Yeah, he's a $20 backer. Yeah. Uh, we got, after that, we got Neil Willis. Neil Willis. Neil Willis. Uh, another $20 backer. Yep. Uh, two homes. Another $20 backer there. Uh, Andrew 243 Aberg, a $20 backer. And then Corey Boehm. Yep. $20 backer. Yep. Uh, we got Robert D. Smith the fourth. Nice. $20 backer. Uh, and then we got Joshua Farrington. He's a $10 backer. Uh, then we got Gamer Pond, who is a $10 backer. Okay. And then we got Edward Norton. For $10. We got Zenith for $10. Roy Elmer. For 10 bucks. We got Lord Platypus. Nice. Platypus. Nice. For $10. Nice. We got Fool of a Took. 10 bucks. Mark Buhager, $10. The 10 dog. $10. And that's nice. it for our $10, not patrons. I think in the past we read off the $5 ones, and then after I rechecked my Patreon, it was only supposed to be $10. Whoops. So I also appreciate all you $5 and $1 backers as yeah. well. We obviously have more $5 and $1 backers than anything. Uh, so thank you so much for your support. Hope you enjoy the perks that you get with this. And there will be some changes at some point this month to the Patreon, changing up some tiers, changing up some stretch goals. Um, got some interesting stuff in the works for it. I'm just not, I haven't done the changes yet because I got to make sure my schedule is able to do some of this stuff. As an example, I can tell you one thing right now. Uh, there will be uh, once uh, per month, like Google Hangout chat, uh, where you guys can actually just get on video and just chat with me. Uh, it'll be private. I think it's going to be private. I don't think it's going to be public. I'll let the patrons decide each month if they want it to be a private one or a public one. <laughs> um, but when I say public, I, I'm not reading the comments. Basically, if it's public, it's just so people know, hey, if you become a backer, you can get in this chat. But I don't really care either way. It's just going to be once a once per month chat. Uh, maybe even um, this is another one that I'm still debating on that I have to make sure I have time for, a once per month gaming session, like a guaranteed once per month that, that if you're at this tier, you will get to play games with me um, kind of thing. So that's just some stuff that, that's kind of floating out there that I'm making sure my schedule can handle. Uh, that being said, I guess we should just get into the podcast topics today. Podcast topics. Um, our first topic of the day is about third parties that seem to be fixing issues, in particular third-party accessory makers. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's seemed, where you're going with that. They seem to be fixing issues with the Switch. Um, now, the Switch has had numerous issues since it came out. Uh, the kickstand, horrible. 
Uh, Third-party accessory makers have done wonders in trying to fix it from the metal kickstand, which might grind your system, so it might not be the greatest one, but it does work better than the plastic one, to various cases that have different types of kickstands, to even different backplates you can buy to put on the back of your Switch, and that has new kickstands. So, like, they've already tried fixing the kickstand issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Hori, who came out with a D-pad Joy-Con for the left Joy-Con. So that's fixing the issue where people want an actual D-pad on the Joy-Cons. Unfortunately, that, that Joy-Con isn't wireless capable, so it's only good in handheld. So there is a drawback to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it has HD rumble, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't call that an issue. I would call that a convenience where mm-hmm. Nintendo should have released a, like bonus Joy-Cons you can buy with the D-pad and they haven't done it yet. Yeah. So Hori kind of stepped in and provided options for that. We've also seen many people out there provide options for wireless Bluetooth headsets, little dongles you can plug into the USB-C port. Uh, we've seen like microphones that can plug into the top port as well to go along with it. So you can kind of have a, a completely wireless experience. All this stuff mm-hmm. um, is to address issues that the Switch inherently has. But there's one issue that has never been fully addressed um, in terms of just, mm-hmm. hey, you don't have to buy anything extra. Just use what you already have. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with using headsets. So we're talking normal headsets with microphones that you see a lot of people use when they're playing on Xbox or PC or whatever. Because the problem that Nintendo Switch has is there's no way to hook up a wired version of that, or even a wireless, the Bluetooth thing, obviously, that's why they have the Bluetooth dongles. But there's no way to hook up a a wired version of that conveniently. Um, In the past, uh, if you're using the Nintendo Switch voice chat app, you've had to run cords and multiple things with a splitter or dumb. Um, but even if you want to play Fortnite, which uses local voice chat, uh, in handheld mode, it's fine because mm-hmm. you can just plug right into the, the headphone jack on the top. But when you're playing on a TV, most people don't have like a 30-foot cable to right. run from their Switch to their right. couch because you have to run a cord all the way from the Switch over, and uh, that's not necessarily the best way to play. They did not put a headphone jack in the Pro Controller, and there's not any on the Joy-Cons. Uh, now, there is an early design document that shows that the original plans for the Pro Controller had a headphone jack, but the final version does not. For whatever reason, Nintendo has never really addressed why that's the case. Uh, But what is interesting in all of this is now a third-party controller goes up for pre-order next month. Uh, and this third-party controller by PDP, a well-known accessory mm-hmm. maker for Switch, I have some of their controllers. I think actually my main controller is a PDP controller. Uh, they have this face-off edition controller where you can customize the face plates and take them off and stuff. That is a wired controller, but it comes with an audio jack mm-hmm. that it claims you can use for your normal headsets. So again, third-party accessory makers are fixing an issue that Nintendo self-created. Um weird so i guess my question to eric is is there anything else you want fixed like third-party accessory makers are the one doing it i want nintendo to do it but yeah i just i don't understand the concept like oh geez you don't want your screen scratched you better get a third-party screen protector right i I just don't (laughs) understand the concept of we've had you know pro controllers with like the xbox and and stuff like that it you know that type of controller with the headphone jack in it. It's not a new thing. And part of me is wondering is if the reason why they scrapped the headphone jack is because they knew where they were going to go the phone route. But even then, what about people that want audio from their Switch? I don't know. It, in non-handheld mode. Well, obviously they don't care. Otherwise, they let you use Bluetooth it, wireless headsets when there's Bluetooth I don't on know. the Switch. It, it's just, it just beyond blows my mind that Nintendo, as much as I love the Switch... 
they find ways to screw something up. I mean, like, I, it's so baffling because, like, on the Wii U, you had it. That had yeah, one right. So, like, why why did they go backwards? Yeah. It, it makes no sense to me. How hard is it to put a small little headphone jack on the side of one of the Joy-Cons or something? Or on the bottom. Or on the bottom. Like, you have an IR camera on the one, so fine. Maybe not that yeah. one. Then put it on the other one. Yeah. Our palms are generally not underneath the Joy-Cons mm-hmm. like this. We're on the side, yeah. so like, there's plenty of room to put right. a cord there right. or put a hole. Yeah. Uh, I, so I I don't know. It it kind of pees me off. I'm not going to lie. I mean, granted, thank God third parties are actually stepping up and taking doing care of it. About it yeah. And again, this is a wired controller. Um, I've, if I had to guess, the reason it's wired is because... The Bluetooth technology that that third parties are now allowed to use to have Bluetooth controllers on Switch, mm-hmm. I don't think can transmit audio. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it's wired because you'll mm-hmm. be because you could plug in a USB headset if you wanted to your Switch and get audio. So mm-hmm. um, again, it's still not perfect if you don't want a wired controller. Right. Uh, but at least it'll be a wire that's long it's enough an and it's just one cord. Yeah, it's an and option. And you conveniently whatever headphones you have, headset you have, heck, you just have like the Apple AirPods with the little mic on it. You just plug it in. Right. You're you're more apt to have a longer. USB cord than you are a, a audio uh, jack audio, audio jack cord. Like, yeah, we have long enough cables here, but that's because oh. we have audio equipment. Right. Like, most right. people are rocking audio right. equipment to pull that off. Right. Um, it, God. Is there anything else you want fixed? I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, any issues you've had with the Switch that are kind of, even if it's a minor annoyance that isn't a big deal? You know, triggers or ergonomics? Yeah, I, or, honestly, though, I, I think my, my um, right trigger uh, it's starting to stick. Top or bottom? Top. Uh, no, bottom. Back one. Okay, the big one. Yeah, the big one. I think it's. Have you looked to, to see if it's dirty? No, I haven't. But okay. I don't really play my switch all that often, so I'm like, how the hell is anything getting dirty? Well, it depends but, on where you stored right. it and if anything gets spilled. It sits in my case. Okay. Hmm. So. I don't know. Or I, I, or feels like it's harder to. It's getting harder to push. So it's it's. I don't know. I wonder if something broke. Maybe. That's happened before on other control. I've had that happen on an Xbox controller before where like the, a plastic thing broke in there, mm-hmm. so it would like get in the way of me trying to push it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it still works, but it, it feels like it's harder to yeah, push it's it. Not, or it's or like, it, it doesn't have the spring. It it, 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 it kind of will go down, and then I'll kind of work slowly work its way back up, and it's like, hmm. eh, this seems a little interesting. I'm about to take your Joy-Con apart. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. Other than, I mean, I don't know. Well, the, the fact... They st- they still haven't fixed the uh, metal nubs or plastic nubs. Oh yeah, the plastic nubs on the on the Joy Cons instead of putting them with metal, so Third they stop so they stop breaking. Um, also, here's one. Um, this is actually for the the next topic. We'll just tie it right in. Joy Con drift. Yeah. Um, it has been discovered now why there's Joy Con driftage. You guys have any issues with Joy Con drifting, especially that left stick? I can tell you why it's happening now. Uh, someone finally took apart the joy the joystick and figured it all out. And uh, how the joystick kind of works is there's these contact pads inside that when you're moving the stick around, there's like these two metal prongs that move back and forth on the contact pads for your X and Y axis. And what's happening is the metal prongs are wearing down the contact pads and putting a groove in it, which is leading to the X and Y axis not being read properly. So even when you're not touching the stick, there's a groove. So it feels like it's being pressed. And because it feels like it's being pressed, Mm. ergo, your character is now moving without you touching the stick. Huh. Um, So... Uh, that is a design flaw. That ah, is a straight up yeah. design flaw that other controllers yeah, so. do not have. Yeah, most controllers do not have, and uh, there's nothing that can be done about that in the current Switch, other than them making a new, all new design Joy-Con stick. Uh, and 
there's this also might be why people who do buy things like the Hori replacement joy cons haven't had drifting issues with theirs because mm-hmm. they're using their own proprietary sticks. So right. that's again, yeah. an issue Nintendo self-created that doesn't need to exist. And there's no reason for this to be a problem because Nintendo has not had this drifting problem with like any other joystick they've ever made. I mean, we've had joysticks for It's literally like, it's either cheaped out or, I don't know, maybe the manufacturer they're using cheaped out. Again, this also leads to the thought process of, they rushed this out the door. But my thing is, why isn't it fixed by now? They're... They fixed the dock scratching, so why can't you? I, why can't they put a better stick in it so we get rid of drifting? They have so many issues that they're trying to fix. I don't know. <laughs> waiting, for they, switch, waiting for the Switch Pro. Waiting for the Switch Pro. Exactly, um, or the Switch Mini. Um, it, I mean, heck, they. I mean, they have so many issues. Not even just with. I mean, with the Switch itself. I mean, the online, the online service is garbo. We've talked about that. We've beaten sure, that dead sure. horse multiple times. Whipped it. To um, that. actually, I. It, just a question for you. I read, are they stopping NES games? Okay. So what happened is there was this pamphlet handout in Hong Kong mm-hmm. um, advertising the Nintendo Switch Online service, and on the page it has all the games listed. It says something along the lines of uh, NES games uh, will no longer be added after a period of time. Oh. Whatever okay. that period of time is, we don't know. Okay. It, it could be years. Right. It could be tomorrow. Right. We don't know. Okay. But it's more so... My, when I met, did my video on it, my criticism of it wasn't that they're obviously going to have to stop adding them at some point. Yeah. It's that they're already talking about, probably for legal reasons, that they are going to stop adding them at some point before they announce what else they're going to be adding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how right, hard is it to announce, yeah. hey, look, we're adding SNES games later this year. Right. So then, like, oh, so when we hear the announcement, though, NES games are going to stop at some point. Yeah, but we know more is coming. Right. And then so it's like, oh, now we have to worry about NES games might stop at any point. Right, and we, and we don't have, have anything a, else. Anything else, yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, I know they're being transparent. This is actually a form of transparency. Letting us right. know someday we might not get it, even though it's in a weird pamphlet out in the middle of Hong Kong, and it's in Japanese, even though it's in China. The only, I don't know yeah. what's going on there. I don't know where but, they're... I, I mean, I just don't know where their focus is at, because, I mean, you have all these problems. You have the online service, but then you have... Then they decided that they had to create stuff for a store for the online service. So it's like, okay, you can create NES controllers, mm-hmm. NES uh, Joy-Cons. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, fix the ones that you already have. I mean, <laughs> seriously. But they already have the old controllers nailed down. It's easier to yeah, do. They do. You're right. <laughs> it's easier to do. You're right. They had the, they, they didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I saw those. Um. Yeah, uh, I hate, I hate, I usually don't pay attention to the chat that much during when we're doing these live because we're only do this once a month. But I, I just, I mean, someone super chatted, so hey, yeah. thanks, amazing key, yeah, for the support. All right, it's gone. Yeah, it, it just frustrates me that it, it you don't, just don't see where Nintendo's focus is at, and and it doesn't seem like they're in a hurry to do anything to fix anything themselves. I think that I think the hardest part about like. Here's the thing. We pray Switch on the weekly. Oh, yeah. And I think the hardest part in watching third parties fix things is just Nintendo's lack of admitting there's a problem. Oh, for sure. Like, if Nintendo could... I'm not going to say that Nintendo should come out and just say the Switch is garbage. Like, no, of course not. Nobody's saying that. But they can at least be like, hey, we're aware that there are problems and we're working towards a solution. 
even just a general statement like that, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're aware that there's an issue with, with Joy-Con drifting and we're doing research and working on a solution. If you have mm-hmm. the, if you if your Joy-Cons are drifting, please send them in to our support team. Right. Or whatever. Like, they did that at first when people were having connection issues, right? right. They acknowledged yeah. that there was a, yeah. a, a connection issue with the left Joy-Con and wireless. They acknowledged that was a problem, and they said, "Look, send it in, and we'll fix it, mm-hmm. and we'll look into it." And, we'll f- and they did that with that problem. Yeah. But why can't they do it with anything else? It's like we were willing to admit that this was a widespread enough problem, but everyone else, yeah, that's too isolated. We're I, not gonna. You, we'll fix not, it if you send it in, but we're not gonna admit there's anything going on. I I think it's the cat's too far out of the bag right now. There's well, at this so point, ma- yes. there's at so point, many switches out on the, on but, the market. But this that, is but this is two plus years in. Why couldn't more than a year ago? I, yeah, I don't know. Right. Like yeah. now, it's like, oh, there's revisions coming, so that'll probably address most of it, you assume. Mm-hmm. But you it's don't. like, you could have talked about how you were at least aware of these problems, so we can assume they'll be fixing the revision. Right. How do we know the revisions aren't going to have all the same problems? <laughs> we don't. Until they come. Uh, so. It's assuming they're coming. And the thing is, again, these are. A lot of this is nitpicking outside of people having actual issues with their controllers. Your drift is a major problem. Um, people have bought multiple, multiple sets of Joy-Cons and all of them and, keep drifting because that grinding keeps happening. And, and it's not about how hard you press the stick. It's just about how much you're playing. And the thing is... is like You it, haven't had the problem yet because you don't play it enough right. to grind it enough. And the thing is, is at $80 a pop, that's 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 a, that's a garbage They move. have dropped on, I think, the 70 but still. Oh, so, still. So. Wow, I mean, still, I mean, hey, for Nintendo, yeah, that's right. a big no, deal. No, no, you're, you're right, you're right. You are very correct. Um, but, but older sets are seventy, to be clear. If there's new new colors, they're already. But it's it's still at at that much a pop, and you're not fixing the issue, and you know that they're gonna just wear out again. But then again, people are just gonna keep buying them because that, that, they but have that, to. That's but that's the caveat. Is know, it a is purposeful to, thing? It, that, uh, companies that make seems, products on I, I, purpose that wear out, so you have to keep buying new ones. I realize that, but it they don't want them to last it forever. Shouldn't be, they want you to keep buying. It shouldn't even be though Joy Cons are collectible on their own because of the colors. It shouldn't be under two years. It shouldn't be under a year. It, well, if, if it's if under it's, a year, see, they don't never want it to be under a year because that's warranty. They always want it to be just after a year. About a year and a quarter, yeah. year and a half. Like give us a week. Yeah, <laughs> a week yeah. fast. Right. Then it can break. Buy a new one. Yeah. Um, cause like I need but, joy cons. Yeah. Straight up. I need joy. Like the problem I've had having, I've never heard anyone else have my joy cons and I do need to test this. Stuff. I got to oh, yeah. get yours. Yeah. I got to make sure that it's my joy cons, not my switch. I'm having an issue, especially in smash worlds, but it's happened in a few other games. When I'm playing in handheld, my controllers just disconnect and power off like they, like they died, but they didn't die. And mm-hmm. if I disconnect and if I take them off the switch and resync them, they're fine. But every like five ten minutes, it happens. It's really annoying. So I basically do not play in handheld anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know if my Joy Cons. Not sure if it's my Switch. We'll have to do that test. But it's a problem either way. Right. And if it's a problem with the Switch, then what the? Right. If the, right. the Joy Cons are broken, well, I was almost like my okay the Joy Cons Pokeball when I first oh, yeah, when, had, it, when it first but I haven't had that issue. when it died. And that's the thing. I got put my Joy Cons in here. Do you had a like? Yeah. I mean, when when my no, but when it died, the fact that it just kind of froze and didn't allow me to do anything mm-hmm. was just like oh well all right so the big thing is that i'm glad third parties are fixing this stuff oh god yeah it, um it, but they shouldn't i'm not saying to. that the third party accessories are the greatest or the best um some of them really are amazing uh i use a pro controller replacement right now that if it had rumble that's the only thing that's missing to me it just needs rumble mm-hmm. if it had rumble i would never buy a, a nintendo switch pro controller again i had too many issues with it so I honestly, 
for everything the Switch gets right, from the form factor to the games. Yeah. Um, I even like how simplified the OS is. Um, I like the speediness of everything, the convenience of docking and undocking. Um, I think it's actually the right amount of portable. I don't mind that it's, in general, not considered pocketable. I don't really mind that so much because I never liked having my game device in my pocket anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never put my 3DS in my pocket or my 2DS. Uh, maybe Game Boy Color when I was a kid, but my original Game Boy, I always had it in a case. I've, had, I've been buying cases for my portables forever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've never really, like, I never cared if it was pocketable because, to me, heat, pocket, no. Like, I do it with my phone, and I don't even like doing it with my phone. That's why my phone spends a lot of time, like, in the front pocket of a jacket like this rather than in my pants. I just don't like it. The idea of battery, heat, body, no thanks. Like, I'd rather just have the device safer in its own thing. But, and safer for me, too. Yeah, I was going to say, also, next to your unmentionables, <laughs> heat tends to, you know, lower the, oh, you, you, I don't know what that. Yeah, I, I don't need that, more so, children, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So maybe um, you should put your phone in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know, like, I'm glad that a lot of these things are coming up, and there's modifications I'll probably do to, like, my current Switch right now. Uh, if the Switch Pro comes out and I, and I upgrade and I get my, my older Switch for one of my kids, like, you know, I'm going to do some you know some modifications to it to make it safer for my kids for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, I worry about that sometimes. That Like, not that it's a, a dangerous, but that, like, how easily this thing's being damaged. And my kids barely touch my Switch, but when they do, every time mm-hmm. I get it back, it's like they played it for five minutes and it suddenly has another... Well, Another thing going on with it. And I know my kids aren't the best at taking care of things to their children, but still, it's like, right. it shouldn't be that easy. I've never, right. I've, I've had my kids touch, like the SNES Classic. Yeah. God, they played the hell out of that thing. There's no, you couldn't even tell. It's still yeah. brand new. Like, yeah. and they've tossed the damn controllers and still works just fine. Yeah. It's like, again, well, we've already established. Design. They, got, they, old, they already got the old, the old school. The old school quality. Quality, the old yeah. Quality yeah. And they've already so, got that covered. We, like, we've God, already if established they truck, that. If they truck a Joy-Con, it ain't going to survive. Oh, God, no. That's gonna sh- blow, shatter into pieces. Like, yeah. Anyways, it, but it's. It, I, I mean, uh, can you? Okay, so you're having an issue with the bumper on yeah, the right. Like, yeah. is there anything else? Um, I know, I don't know how, but I know my case is cracked a small little bit. I mean, granted, it's tiny, tiny crack. Um, yep. right up next to the headphone case, uh, headphone jack. Yep. Okay. Um, I. That's a I common. I don't remember if I have a chip or not in my screen but i i think i think that just might be my i think it's just my protective glass okay um if i rem- yeah, remember correctly take that off. Yeah. yeah no i'm i'm 90 sure it's my protective glass but okay. um i'm trying to think of what else i have i need to get a new I, protective glass for I mine don't think my switch is bent i think mine is um pretty sure mine's bent mine might have a small it, bend i to mean it. it's not it, it looks worse than it is because the back plate Mm-hmm. That I have is kind of warped a little bit, and it was warped when I put it on, so yeah. it looks worse than it is. Yeah, but I can kind of tell. I think mine has a. If I, I actually I, got a protractor, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm wondering. I, I now that you say that, yeah, I think mine it, might. Like it's yeah, slight, it's it's not. It's not the thing that bothers me yeah. that I would notice if I wasn't looking for. Right, right. So, um, but again, that's again, another thing. Why is it bending? Why is it bending? That's another thing that we never heat. mentioned. Um, the fact that this thing, yeah, the fact that this thing can't dissipate heat very well. It, Obviously, that's what we assume that's causing yeah. the bending, anyways. Um, God, it's hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I'm really. You have an issue with the, with the cartridge flap. Uh, some people have, I've heard some people. I haven't had an issue with it, but I know some people said they do. No, I just don't like the design of it. Okay. It, I I think it's too flimsy. Okay. I, granted, I know it. I mean, it's just it's a rubber flap to, thing. It's meant yeah. to not. Snap. Yeah, and it's meant to be open and closed a billion times. Right. 
I, I mean, it's the same kind of rubber thing we've seen on a zillion other products, pretty right. much. Right. You know, like pl- plugging up, you know, ports and holes. On yeah. It, kid kid toys mostly. You don't see it on a lot of adult products per se, but right. I don't know if I like the design of it, but I mean, it, old it, phones used to have like those little rubber things yeah, yeah, too. For sure, they don't they don't anymore now. They're all like you need a pin to open things up. Yeah, but, but I don't know if I want a pin to open <laughs> to get a switch card out. Right, right. Um, um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, I'll have troubles with it. You know, it's sticking every once in a while, but nothing like terrible yeah it's probably just it, it, it just it'll it'll open and then it kind of sticks a little bit here and then it's like okay come on and then it, then it finally opened and i'm like all right it's good mm-hmm. enough but um trying to think of other things uh, that I'm i haven't any had issues. any i haven't had any issues with my joy con sliding on off with the the nubs None, yeah haven't had that yeah um well you probably haven't put the things on the wrong way no either. i i i've had my again i gotta bring my dock over because i've had problems with my my uh dock yeah with my uh hdmi port what's up with that what's up with that what's going on um it's harder than hell to plug plug a damn cord into it like the angle of it for me is just a pain in the pain in the earth to get the uh okay. hdmi Luckily cord into it. it yeah it bent probably i don't know so it's it's huh yeah i mean I, that's easy to take apart and fix and sometimes i'm kind of wondering if my power Shouldn't have to take it apart i'm kind of wondering if my power um jack is jacked up too because i've set my switch down and all of a sudden it's like i don't have power why do i not have power to my dock oh to your dock yeah and i'm like okay and then all of a sudden it'll just turn back on i'm like all right cool hmm. so well we gotta check your dock out then i yeah. see i haven't had any issues with the dock per se not even scratching like i don't have a screen protector on mine right now and i haven't had any scratching Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't had any issues with the dock yet, besides the fact that it's kind of big. But I don't really know. The switch is big, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, and I have it wall mounted again, so it's kind of up and out of the way. Um, I don't really think about the dock too much. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, the bottom line is there's been a lot of these little nagging issues that all add up to just being annoy- annoyances that we're not used to dealing with as Nintendo consumers. Right. Again, uh, you know, I, red, red ring of deaths. Yeah. Um, you know, nub sticks breaking on the DS4s on PlayStation 4, um, the, the cracking and all that was happening at least at the beginning of the era of this mm-hmm. of this generation. Um, like, we've seen issues with other people. I mean, the NES and the blowing cartridges, which yeah. they tell you not, not to, to do, but yeah. whatever. Everyone knows it works. Yeah. Um, or the fact that, you know, when you technically with the front-loading uh, NESs, it bends the pins when you push down the cartridge. Mm-hmm. So technically the front-loaders were... Not the best design in no. the world. Still work. Yeah, well, I mean, some we, of them do. We, we, yeah. we, could, we could say not the best design in the world, but a lot of them are still working. Yeah. Like forty well, years yeah. later. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it. Yes, in theory, better design, but I have all the better designs that don't seem to last as long for other reasons. Yeah, not related to the loading yeah. of things, but still. Um. So yeah, I, I honestly, I know it's a lot of nitpicking, but it adds up. And mm-hmm. I'm glad the third parties are fixing things, and they'll continue to it's, fix things. It's just again, it's you figure that, Nintendo has the quality control that I know. And again, I know I have that theory out there about the Switch Pro that this was a rush product because the Switch Pro wasn't ready or whatever. Like that's fine. It just again, it feels like it adds to that. It it I, really does. It does. But like, why? I'm just used to. I guess I'm just so used to better. No, oh, yeah. Maybe I've just sure. been spoiled by Nintendo. Like. I have issues yeah. with my phone. I have, I, yeah. I have issues with every other electronic I ever have, but I've never had a problem with a Nintendo product. It yeah. just works. Right. Until now. Yeah. I mean, the only other issue I even remember growing up was the N64 stick breaking, getting the white powder. 
That was just a bad design stick. But yeah, that was that's the really only issue. But like, I think back, like, yeah, but that was back in the nineties. Yeah. Like I don't have it. Like I guess some people had a problem with the hinges on the DS and 3DS, but I never had that. Ran into that problem. So uh-huh. like literally, I've never had a problem with it with I've anything had, Nintendo from like. A I've had a few pro- problems with with like perspective cords where they connect in, but that's mainly from wrapping. Oh yeah, well but, if you wrap your yeah, they're not supposed to do that so um, so you're kind of self-creating the problem now you know why you're not supposed to do that so maybe yeah, your HMI okay. port's fine maybe yeah. you wrapped a fucking quarter up yeah yeah <laughs> no anyways um so uh i guess we'll move on to our only other topic um and this is more on maybe on the positive side yeah so switch can vr now yeah well what i mean we knew it could vr so, for a while well, We've talked about VR. Yeah, la- la- like there's been the pat- patents way back in the day. Yeah. Um, and then they announced Labo VR. Yes. Which we've talked I, about. I still think is really brilliant yeah. and a great introduction to VR for kids. And yeah. I don't think like I don't think screen resolution anything's gonna matter. Like apparently Switch's screen resolution is better than the OG Oculus. So like for everyone it's like, oh, oh the Switch and the screen resolution is gonna be so bad. I'm like, well, did you enjoy the first Oculus Rift? Because it had a worse screen. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't think that's really a big deal. Yeah. Or as big a deal as people make it out to be. Yes, ideally we want OLED 4K displays, but let's just be honest, it's right. not happening. So, no, and not unless you want the Switch to be a grand. I mean, <laughs> probably more. Yeah. Um, so I honestly think that uh, the, the Labo VR is fine. It's brilliant. I'm glad they have a cheaper entry starter kit level at 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was going to be at that. Maybe they released a few more kits for it, but that's pretty much it. Like That's just that's Nintendo's VR. That's what they're going to do. And they're just going to kind of let it be this family thing. And by the way, it releases, I think, on April 12th, so it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually need to get my hands on one. Especially <laughs> <Because> now. <laughs> um, apparently, it's more than just... And the actual reason, for... and the reason why the podcast is tonight. <laughs> yeah, because the news broke and I had to cover it. Um, yeah. Switch does normal VR. Explain. Explain, Eric. Explain. Uh, yeah, so Breath of the Wild... And Super Mario Odyssey now have VR support. As of the 25th of this month. So it's not right at yes. launch of the goggles. Sorry. So it's going to be a couple weeks later. But we'll have. That's probably that's when the update's coming out. Uh, so basically the entirety of Breath of the Wild will be, will be playable in VR with the Nintendo Labo VR. Um, outside The cutscenes, they note, will not... Like, you can probably obviously watch them with the goggles on, but they won't be in 3D or VR. Uh, those will just be like movie theater mode, I assume. Mm-hmm. On the cutscenes, so all the cutscenes because they're all pre-rendered and they probably weren't going to re-render them out to, to be VR. Right, that's probably the right. reality why that's yeah. the case. But the rest of the game will be in VR, the entire game. Super Mario Odyssey is just going to be like a specific new mode that they're adding. Uh, that so it's kind of like they're just experimenting. Who knows? If it works out really well, maybe they'll add it to the whole game. Uh, but they're just experimenting right or now. Or maybe with make a whole. Content. Maybe Super Mario Odyssey Two will have who knows VR Metroid Prime. Yeah, Splatoon. Right. I mean, just, like, like, right. like, the bottom line is they put it in Zelda for the entire game. That to me means anything. <laughs> Mario Kart. I mean, it means quite a bit. It's the there's a lot of questions around around it. Like, okay, so at first it's this neat little family thing. Now you're telling me this is legit VR is what you're telling me. Like, yeah, this is no longer like a little family thing. We're talking Zelda. Right. We're talking Mario. Right. Right. Like. Actual VR is what they're advertising this as. Right. Nintendo Labo right. VR. Right. Like. Right. How? I, how? It, what? I, I I can't be good, can it? Like. Right. I also want to point out, 
Nintendo actually did something. You have been generally adamantly against VR. And now it's all of a sudden magically, I have to get my hands on this. But I I need to get my hands on it because I got (laughs) to try it. Yes. I know, but you... Not because I actually think it's good. What did I just say? It can't be good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Like, I don't even like VR. Right. That's what you're getting at. I adamantly stated I don't like VR. Yes. But... But the fact that they were able to actually... Like, I'm just curious. It can't be good. Yeah. I'm not going to say I've never had a good VR experience. It's just never been something I viewed as... It was always felt gimmicky to me. Like, even like playing Beat Saber. Like, it's cool. It's fun, but it's still kind of gimmicky. Like, I'm not going to do that Mm -hmm. at home. You know, mm-hmm. that's at, at an arcade, great. But um, I I just, what? Yeah. Breath of the Wild, yeah, VR. Right? I mean, I know that's yeah. not first person, so it's third person VR, which is fine. But like, right. what? And I mean, uh, I, I saw a lot of the. How? It's like, I'm going to run through the woods and the trees are going to wish past my, like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. How I, does this work? Are you gonna are you gonna include the fan module with the VR so I can like step on the pedal and have the wind flying by me yes. as I ride my horse? Or like is there paras- paragliding? Paragliding? Yeah. Can I do the paraglider with the damn thing? Like, yeah. What is, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. That's they're not going to do that because you need both crazy. controllers oh, to play. Right. Yeah. But like maybe they let a second set of Joy-Con sync up so you can put it in the. I don't, yeah. I mean, but uh, okay, I'm excited by the idea that Nintendo is somehow potentially treating this as serious VR. Like right. it, it felt like okay, it's okay because it's just a kid thing. Introduction to VR. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, but Nintendo's now saying, hey, by the way, you could use it in these serious games. Right. And that opens the door to potential future uses in serious games. And it's like... <laughs> Pokemon Snap 2. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Nintendo, if we don't yeah. get a Pokemon Snap 2 this generation, when you're putting it in Zelda, I'm going to be... Or have... Well, and you also have one of your... You also have a camera thing. One, I was going to say, one of, your, one of your little 64 games is is a camera game. Um, yeah, that, that you can't tell me you can't get a Pokemon snap too i out. but yeah that's that's a little bit off the zelda route um, i'm i'm I, I myself, like i was speechless when i did it i'm speechless now like, yeah right what what like, okay you have actually been excited about vr in the past I, i've never actually really played Ex- vr experienced it but, right but the, the concept of it to me so what about this excites you or does it not i it excites me a lot i i just i i think the fact that i can yeah, i know you're getting it I'll more than likely be able to experience it because obviously, um, but I, I think just to be it, another level of immersion into the game might be might take things to another level. Well, that's always been the advertisement for VR is immersion. Mm-hmm. It can immerse you in a way you're not going to get just looking at a screen. Um, I've never felt it. Like Beat Saber is probably the closest I've been, and even then, it felt like kind of a neat thing rather right. than I'm like imagining. Like but, I already get immersed when I play Breath of the Wild, right. yes. especially on my own. Yeah, like with no one around, big screen, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, but it's like imagining that being imagine that I feel like I'm in that world that right. I am exactly. that I am a god looking down upon like in the actual world. Right. Yeah, like, like, even imagine that opening shot where he's running right. out. And you, like, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, in VR? But it's not. But but it's going to be. Cutscene. Uh-uh-uh. No, pre-rendered like, cutscenes oh. are like the memories. That That's something that happens in the actual game world. Oh. That's not a pre-rendered cutscene. Okay. That's where you lose control of your character. 
Well, you do lose control of your character when he starts to. I mean, you can. Well, they they mean the actual cutscenes. Yeah, like yeah. before it comes up with the Breath of the Wild part of it when yeah. he starts. There's actually like a load screen then, yeah. going into it. This yeah. one that's a seamless. It just takes you over. Yeah, and does the title. Thing. Yeah, but like whatever you could do that without whatever. Right, you just right, stay right. to the point yeah, of the yeah. and look. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, what? Yeah, I, I. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that I could feel like I'm living. Like, huh. holy crap! Wait, wait, wait. Did we actually find something that shuts Nate up? <laughs> it, it doesn't have words for. <laughs> I don't know what this. Like until you experience it, yeah, right? I've experienced VR before, and I think it's neat, but I don't. Uh, I never you, thought it was going to be mainstream. Have you ever all? had a a game that was similar to Breath of the Wild, where like you're in a, a in like an actual world, not like Beat Saber, where you're just kind of. From what I've seen of Beat Saber, you're just kind of standing there, swinging your. Well, yeah, saber but you're in, you're inside this like. Like tunnel kind of thing, right? Yeah. But not like an actual open. Well, they've I they've had well, Resident Evil Seven. Um, I've tried. It's really cool in VR, but it's like, I, but I don't know that I prefer it more than just playing on a TV, and that's not really open world per se. I don't know if I've played a fully open world game in VR. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm sure there's some that exist, but I haven't experienced it. So, right, I, I that might that might be something that actually takes it to the next level then for you. To actually make you bring you bring you into the VR, to me the con it's it's more of the concept right now to me that excites me. Well, and there's certain things we have to, has to happen, um, because right now the only way that I can even imagine how this works is if you look at all the advertisements for Labo VR, there's no head strap. Right. <laughs> there's nothing to set it in yeah. like Virtual Boy to like at least lean into or whatever. It's a I want to be holding it like this to my face. That that part, I'm like, no. If there, yeah. if that's how I'm playing Breath of the Wild. If well, I especially have to hold it to my face with the Joy Cons up here. Like, no. Especially like, just doing this right now. Like my elbows are already starting to hurt, and I'm not even holding anything. Right. So like doing that temporarily for a mini game, fine. Doing that for a game that I want to sit down for hours. Hours, yeah, exactly. I mean, no. Right. But if there is a head strap accessory they just haven't unveiled yet that comes in the box mm-hmm. because it just doesn't work with any of the that stuff, but it works with. You know the the VR stuff in the future. Uh, yeah, that's a bit different right. now because because I didn't know. You know when you look at the design of it, there's these two notches and indents that go on go on that you think are connection points. But and while it might connect the, the cardboard and everything, what if it also is a snap point to snap in some a headgear mm-hmm. thing? So I and again, it's going to probably heavy. But I mean, VR headsets in general, from what I've Although, from what I've worn, have always they felt probably a could weighty, be a hell of so. a lot heavier if they weren't cardboard. Yeah, exactly. I mean. You look at I don't it know, plastic too. can be pretty light too. So I'm, yeah, I, it's I I am just if they include a head strap of some type, I think it'll be interesting to see. I know then they could use this for right, so many games. Right, I I know in the one Facebook post and everything else, I've seen a lot in the comments that you know this it doesn't look like it changes anything. Well, well you can't you can't in a video you can't really if you watch videos of beat saber if you watch videos of any vr game just watch a video on it's a video on it, it's it looks you're watching like a normal... a, you're watching a, a video yeah. you're, the it, vr is you are inside of the game you can't mimic that experience right. the closest you get the closest you get in video are the 360 videos right and even then you're still that only really works well if you are that is the one okay i will say this about phone vr i think phone vr isn't that great mm-hmm. but the 360 videos are kind of cool in phone VR. Mm-hmm. When you turn the gyroscope on and you look around, and yeah. like that, it's kind of right. cool. 
Um, that's what, like you know any movie theater mode or 360 video I think is really cool with the phone VR. But yeah. other VR games on phones are just kind of gimmicky and just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but actual VR like the HTC Vive and, and Oculus Rift and even the PlayStation 4 VR like they're trying to bring you into the game and you can't you're, you try to simulate that as much as you can. Like you'll see you know even YouTubers that'll be like oh, here's me in the headset then I'll green screen it to try to make it look right. like I'm in the but game. But like but bottom yeah. line is that's not. Right, you're trying to simulate what it feels, but you're not really going to get the true experience. Right, so like, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. When they show Breath of the Wild being played in VR, and they just show Breath of the Wild on the screen, what do you expect it to look like? Right. You don't. You also aren't having the lenses that are making it. Yeah, like the lenses are everything. Yeah, the lenses are what make VR work. Especially people know how important the lenses are. Without the lenses, VR does not exist. So like, we're not. We don't have the lenses on. Ergo, we're never going to be able to tell. And even if we did, we're not looking at the right thing in the right mode. And we're, right. Like we're looking at. Right. You know, they're not. They're not putting you two images up on the screen. They're presuming that you have lenses at home that you're watching it through. Right. Like, no. No. It's an ad. Right. And this that was the complaint about. Oh, why did they show more with Labo VR? The reveal. Like it's so hard to show off. Even if you look at the commercial they did create for it, it's like, yeah, they made it cool by like taking the kid and putting him inside the world. But like, even yeah, then, but that's, that's not exactly how it's going to be. No. It's a, they're trying to make you understand what, what it's going to be like. That's, but, that's more of a concept thing yeah. that you feel like you're in the game. Yeah, it's, so, you can't actually really show the world wrapping around you literally. It's hard to actually physically show it. Yeah. So as long as there's a head strap, and even if there's not, Telling you, by the time the uh, games come out, there's going to be a do, third part. There's going to be a third party accessory fixing the problem. You know, you do realize what, you do realize what's going to happen. What? I'm going to end up being like this, setting the the, the faceplate here and going like this, <laughs> and playing like this <laughs> for three hours. No, because it's cardboard. Crush the cardboard. I'll find something soft to put it on. I don't know, <laughs> but it's going to be here, and I'm going to be thought it, and then playing. Oh, you can play like. Lay it back. Either then you gotta hold your hands up though. Or you, I don't land, know. Or, or you lay on your bed and throw it on your face and let it, gravity hold it down and then play. No, but, I'm gonna duct tape it. I yeah. swear, <laughs> if they don't come up with oh. a strap by then, we obviously got to make a video. But this is the best way to enjoy VR on oh. on, on Zelda. <laughs> or you just you just make we just make and a video. Like, be like, oh, can't get can't get to your can't get to your thumbsticks. Take a knife, yeah. put it on your head, poke it. In, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Obviously, do not try this at home. But uh, no, 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 no. We can make if they don't come with the joy, uh, the uh, straps, the strap. We can, we can make the. What's the best way to you know hold this against your head? So like an NBA headband. Hey, you can tie us. <laughs> you can duct tape it to your head. You can uh, football helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Um, you could tie a sock around your head. Um. You can you could slam your face down on the on the table. You can lay back on your bed and you, let gravity do it. I mean, that's that's a good handful of awesome fun video right there. Oh man, yeah, this is. I, I'm kind of excited just to try it. I think it's gonna suck. But either either because they're not gonna include the strap and they just plan for you right. to hold it to your head and just be yeah. like, oh, this is kind of neat and then be done. Yeah. Um, or. It's just it's gonna be super blurry and I'm gonna hate it. Uh, it's not gonna work as well as we hope it. I mean, it could all just be a giant gimmick and not work as well as we hope yeah. it does. Um, it you know it could just be terrible. Mm-hmm. My ex- expectations though are that it's going to be terrible. So my thing is my, my expectations are that way that anything less than terrible I'm gonna be impressed by. Right. Because it's like, but this is Nintendo. Now yeah. granted, as I said, it's Nintendo that should give you confidence in the quality of the system build sure. and everything, but. 
dude, they're touching Mario and Zelda. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mess with the perception of Mario and right. Zelda. Right. So if they're going to put VR on those games, they're going to make sure that it has to be something that's quality. Exactly. I don't know how. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah. Hey. But they're doing it. That is crazy. Everyone keeps saying that. Oh, I do have to say this, though. Even though I'm not someone who's, who's excited about VR, um, there are some naysayers that are mad that Nintendo's doing this. They're even doing VR at all because they're worried that this is going to harm the reputation of VR. We talked about this before. Yeah. And it's cropping back up again now that VR is going to be in real games on Switch. Now they're like, this is going to ruin people's perception of VR. All I could say to that is, if you're worried that Nintendo Labo VR is going to ruin the perception of actual VR for people. Where were you? <laughs> the reputation. On, where were you when all of these $5 headsets were releasing at Walmart and Amazon for phone VR that literally do nothing? They literally, the lenses in them are just plain. It's like I'm wearing glasses. They do nothing. It's, you're not, there's, there's no VR. If you're so worried about the reputation of VR being harmed by Nintendo Labo VR, where were you with the millions of these things that sold to kids that already ruined the perception of VR to kids? I was going to say there was a perception of VR. I mean... I, that's the thing. I, I honestly think it's one of the most elitist comments I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's like, you're. You, I understand that you want VR to be mainstream because you're a big VR person. Yeah. But like, if you're going to say that Labo's ruining the perception... Right. It's it's again it's beca- when Labo has better resolution than the original Oculus Rift. I guarantee you, it's because it's cardboard. Guarantee you. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed because it's cardboard. If it was plastic, I guarantee you, nothing would be nothing would probably be said. It's it's the cardboard. Why? Because cardboard to us is trash. Grab. Go to my Labo piano quick. Cardboard is something we... Not a good example because I'm I'm missing one of them. Right. But cardboard, we just throw away, we recycle, we... Yeah. We do. It's it's trash. It's literally garbage. I've had this Labo piano since Labo came out, right? And like, yeah, obviously it's movable. You can take it back apart. The bottom line is, though, this is a year old. Still fine. Still works. So, like, the headgear, if you look at the headgear... The actual lenses are inside a hard plastic thing anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be more durable than usual anyways because you're basically just shrouding plastic in cardboard mm-hmm. to make it more comfortable. So it, it's still the, the, I'm guaranteeing you, it's still the concept of cardboard. Maybe $40 for cardboard. Yeah. Well, fine. You're paying, say you're paying $40 for the lenses that actually make VR work then. Right. Not. Yeah. It's not the cardboard. You're you're probably paying nothing for the cardboard. It's probably paying everything for the lenses. And the software. And the software. So yes. Like, and here's the thing. For two of those people complaining, well, I'm sorry. I guess you're going to have to worry about VR being ruined because ever since this was announced for Super Mario Odyssey and Zelda, both VR Labo kits, both the starter kit and the big $80 one, have jumped up to number one and number two on sales for video games in, <laughs> on Japan, uh, on, Japan <laughs> on Amazon. So I guess be concerned. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be concerned because right. millions of people are picking it up now. Yeah. As soon as they announced, oh, this is going to be in Zelda and Mario, we're buying it. Yeah. Especially the $40 one, which is clearly number one because, hey, cheapest yeah. way to get in, 40 bucks, sweet. We'll yeah. try it. Like, everyone's like, hey, dude, for 40 bucks, we'll try. Yeah, right. And, and there is a concern that the ploy here is that it's going to be horrible, but they did it because, and the reason it's not there at launch, 
right? Mm-hmm. So you're not even going to have reviews of what that VR is like at launch of mm-hmm. Labo. So like the their thing and the idea is Nintendo's just trying to sell as many of these VR Labo things as they can, even if it sucks. Mm-hmm. True. Which is possible. Yeah. We can't dismiss that possibility. Right. But still. But clearly again, enough again, people again, are interested in the idea of trying it. But again, though. To buy it. They wouldn't. I, or they may, wouldn't what if it's put the other it, way, though? They wouldn't put it in Zelda and Mario if they weren't confident that That's this was going to be. a different experience. It, mm-hmm. Even if it's not great, something that you're going to look at at least the first time and be like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Even if it's not a, your preferred way to play, but you know, it's kind of neat. Right. But they interested in where this could go and something designed for it. That's what makes me think that, you know, it's not one of those, we're just trying to push it. It's going to be crap. We're just trying to push it because of the fact that they put it in Zelda and Mario. Well, that that's the reason why, because I, I don't think they're going to put it purposely. They're going to purposely put it in Zelda or Mario. They would have found, they would have did Yoshi. They would have Kirby. They would have did something that's kind of a, a not, you know, their top of the line main Watch yourself. games. I, I Watch I, yourself. I, I know. Kirby saves everyone in Smash. Watch yourself. I know. I know. But you know what and I Yoshi, mean. And Yoshi. You know boy. what I mean. You're my boy, Blue. You know what I mean. They wouldn't put it in their main, main line games if it wasn't something it would that be they were confident in. It would be in something like Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Right. Just a, a mini game offshoot. You know, what? Uh, what's that, that Armadillo game they have? I always forget what it's called. They've had a few of them come out. They're actually yeah. not that bad. Dylan's Rolling Western or yeah. whatever. Like, like it's actually not that bad of a game, but like it's nothing that, like if, oh my God, the reputation. Chibi Robo. Like They already yeah, wrecked right. that reputation. So Right, Chibi Robo. That was exactly one that I was thinking of, too. They, they would have put it in something like that. Yeah, it would probably have pushed sales, but it would have shown probably not as much confidence but what, but, but in what, it. But what if that's what... See, everyone looks at it as, oh, maybe this is just a ploy to sell more VR. It's actually going to suck. What if it's the exact opposite? What if Nintendo knows this is awesome as hell, but, but no, one will, no one will buy suck. it unless it's tied with a major game? Right. So they're like, you yeah. know what? We're going to get everyone to buy it because of these major games. They're going right. to try out even just the Labo VR, and they're going to be like, okay, this is actually way better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. Because there's, a, there's yeah, this perception right. around VR. There, there's a perception around VR that if you do not have an HTC Vive or the latest Oculus Rift with all the cameras set up and a powerful PC with the 4K or 1440p lenses or the 1440p screen running at 144 hertz or whatever. Like, if you don't have all this top of the line stuff, that VR is horrible. That is the perception that exists out there that right. anything less than that is not worth doing. And I it's fully possible. admit that VR is at its best when it's like that. Yeah. Absolutely. No argument there. But on a mass consumer level... How often have mass consumers not cared if oh. things are at the absolute best they can be? You want to know how I know it? consumers don't care? We have Switches in the first place. We buy consoles in the first place. If we just cared about things being the absolute best they could be, we'd all be building high-end gaming PCs. Yeah. Even mid-range gaming PCs. Right. We, that's what we would be doing. My GTX 1070 with my Ryzen 2700X, even when I had the i7-6700K, crushes an Xbox One X. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Right. Yeah. But... And it, most consumers don't care about having the best of the best of the best experience. What they care about is having an experience they enjoy. Right. And not too many people could probably afford we, the, the best of the best of the best VR experience we, because of the PC price. Play, the PlayStation Move controllers are better on an HD platform. 
but everyone was playing motion controls on Wii. Mm-hmm. Sub eight, you know, sub HD. Like, yeah, yeah. People don't always care. The mass consumer base don't care about the best of the best experience. You can have your elitism with the best of the best, and in an ideal world, that's affordable and everyone can have that crap. But to have the best of the best VR experience right now costs thousands of dollars. Yes, and people don't have that kind of money. So what you need to hope Labo VR is is better than those cheap phone alternatives. If it is significantly better than phone VR with those cheap $10 glasses, then you have to give Nintendo credit. Mm -hmm. You have to sit back and be like, hey, they just made VR acceptable by the masses. Right. For an affordable price, too. 40 bucks with the system they already own. Also, that's what PlayStation VR was supposed to do, and this is even cheaper than that. And the thing is, too, is if this actually does go well, maybe it's going to lead to other people trying to find better ways to do VR cheaper. Better ways, a different way of actually, you know, doing VR, presenting VR. It, it, this could spark innovation for VR. Maybe. If it's, if it, if it's. Well, a, there's so much focus on the high end. Right. And PlayStation VR is the middle ground, right? That's supposed to be the affordable VR solution. Mm-hmm. That's best enjoyed if you buy a $300 PlayStation 4 Pro or 400 when it came out. And then you buy a $200 PlayStation headset. And, and then you better hope that you have the PlayStation um camera to go with it because the camera is a hundred bucks on its own and the camera is needed if you want the most accurate experience not required but needed if you want the best experience Mm -hmm. and then you better buy a couple of playstation move controllers to go along with it and before you know it you just dropped a thousand bucks right at the launch of playstation vr you dropped a thousand bucks if you wanted the best vr experience if you didn't already own all the stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like it still was cheaper but not necessarily the quote-unquote best way to experience vr and nintendo's just saying look you buy a switch or you already own a switch for less than the cost of a new game, here's VR. Right. I mean, it's hard to argue that Nintendo's offering the cheapest entry price point into potentially some form of actual VR. And I know if people are like, but it's still a tablet. How is it going to be different than phone VR? The lenses make everything. Mm-hmm. It's all about the lenses. If they nailed those lenses, mm-hmm. yes, it's not going to be ideal HD, but guess what? I don't know if people know this, Sickness in VR is not caused by resolution. You obviously always prefer higher resolution. Mm-hmm. But when you get motion sickness in VR, it's not related to resolution. It's related to the frame rate. Mm-hmm. So if they make all of these experience, that, that's prob- th- this would be the problem with Zelda in particular. It's only 30 FPS. So I do worry about the motion sickness in Zelda mm-hmm. because of the frame rate. But Is that, a, is that a, be, the frame rate being 30 or is it because... Like it's 30 and sickness. it's inconsistent. Okay, that's what I was going with. Is is it because the frame rate is variable, that's why you get the sickness? Or is it, it because there's, there's it's a, a com- There's a combination of factors. Basically, motion sickness happens when there's a difference between what your eyes see and your eyes hear. Okay, so um, when you're like out in the ocean, the reason that people get motion sickness on the ocean is because they're seeing these waves, but they might be hearing something else, and it's not all clicking so your body's moving this way mm-hmm. your eyes are seeing waves move the other way and then you're hearing waves hitting the side of the boat that after are, that, that are, already that are there yeah right. so all of that combines messes up your senses and right. gives you motion sickness right. not everyone gets motion sickness that's why there's plenty right. of people that love being out on the sea and on the ocean and don't right. have any problems right. and not everyone gets motion sickness in vr no matter what not everyone eyes bug out when you go to a 3d movie mm-hmm. but it does happen for some people and what vr tries to do and this is why everyone's like you need the highest of highest end is that smooth frame rate where what you see and what you hear 
and how your head moves is basically all simultaneously at the exact same time. Right. There's no stutter in it. There's right. no delay. It's it, or the delay is so minimal your body can't notice it and doesn't process it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the concern with this VR, especially at 30 FPS, because most games at 30 FPS don't stay at 30 FPS. Right. And even if then. It- our eyes might be processing what's going on, on the screen faster than what the screen's showing you. Then you have the sound coming in, and it can cause motion sickness. So that's why they, they always say the best VR experience is at 120 FPS or higher because it's very hard. It's, it's much harder. It's easier, I guess, to trick your brain mm-hmm. because VR is tricking your brain. When, when you're doing right. VR, you're not actually in the world. Oh, right. It is a mind trick to get you into the world. So it's the higher-end VR is better at tricking your mind than low-end mm-hmm. VR. So, it's it's the resolution has nothing to do with it, nothing. To, it can have to do with your enjoyment of it, but not motion sickness. Resolution like, I don't have motion sickness with my glasses. I talked about this last time. Everything is blurry to me right now. I can't read anything. I know that chair says maxonomic. I can't read it. I know this that like top of the camera. I I can't even tell where the top is. <laughs> it says Lumix. I know that, but I can't read it. I can't read it. That's only because I'm getting blinded. I can vaguely tell that that thing back there says Nintendo Prime. That's only because you know Um, it says Nintendo Prime. Even reading the chat right now, I see there's words. I don't know what the words are. Now I know what the words are. Like The world is blurry to me all the time. I don't get motion sickness from the world being blurry. I might get a headache, and the headache I get is because I'm squinting. Yeah. So if the blurriness causes you to squint a lot, then yes, you will get a headache, but you won't get motion sickness. Yeah. Big difference. Motion sickness isn't caused by blurriness. It's caused by resolution. My world, in actuality, with all my glasses, is not in HD. Not in Ultra HD. Not in 27,000K. I guarantee you right now, I probably view the world at 240p if we're going to put a resolution on it. <laughs> nice. Like, put this on. I'm probably back up to 1080. Yeah. It's probably higher than 1080. But yeah. still, like, it, it's... A correlation to understanding how motion sickness happens. So, yes, this VR can exist, and people that have motion sickness problems might not have a problem with it. It's mm-hmm. all about how well it's done. I think the, the Labo VR stuff will be better at it than, say, Zelda that mm-hmm. wasn't built specifically for it. Maybe the stuff in Mario Odyssey that is built for it works better, Yeah, and that runs at 60. Yeah. So I don't know what it runs like in VR because, again, you do it to split, split it, two images. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it only runs at 30. But I'm I'm interested just to see what this is what it's like, and I do think that this serves as, basically you have crappy phone VR, all right PlayStation VR, high-end VR, mm-hmm. okay? I think there has to be something between crappy phone and PlayStation, because PlayStation is still not necessarily consumer-friendly to get into it. Right. And I think Labo VR, 340 bucks to get into it, system plus, plus the kit, that feels like a middle ground to me. Now you're yeah. talking about something consumers can look at and be like, hey, I tried that and it's really cool. I might pick it up. Yeah. Especially if we start getting cheaper switches in the future. So I don't know. I think this is a this has the potential to I don't know if it's gonna make I don't know if anything can make VR go mainstream, but I think this has a better chance mm-hmm. of making VR go mainstream. Yeah. Um so I might not be that excited for VR. I am interested to try this out. No. It does. I'm help more curious. My, it, it has my curiosity. It does help that it's in. I'm always curious about VR. Well, yeah, I know. But even if it wasn't, it could right. be any other. It could have just been Odyssey. I don't care. Yeah. Like I am curious. I was already curious the Labo stuff, but then I heard some 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 reviews about it, and everyone pretty much had nice things to say. They got to try it out in person, but I'm like, but still, you know, you can tell it's family stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. Like my 
only one of my kids are old enough to even do it, so I don't know if it's really worth picking up. And then, and then it's like, well, they're then gonna do boom, this, so you. now <laughs> I have to, I have to try it at least. So we'll see. We yeah. sh- we shall see. Bare minimum, if nothing else, and the background of video somewhere on the shelves will be a pair yeah, of yeah. VR goggles yeah. for for Switch. So right. yeah, uh, just like the Labo was on the background for the longest time until I ran out of uh, a space on the shelves. But yeah, um, whatever. I'll reorganize. I'll make yeah. room. I'll make room for another shelf. VR. Another shelf. No, I just gotta move some stuff here. And I'll, I, wait, wait. I gotta look on camera. Maybe oh. the best place to put it. This is the most visible shelf. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go here. Sorry, Raphael outer space it's time to move on oh. you're gonna have to sky rocket oh in boy no. hey hey don't get the don't get the don't get the, After <laughs> the light. you're gonna get a copyright claim now thanks a lot i'm trying to make the singing so bad that yeah. i can't recognize yeah it. right yeah <laughs> what do you mean I'm singing. That's what I'm hey, afternoon delight no. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, oh lord do you have anything else you want to say about switch vr no i'm i'm excited cool other than that no, I don't really have anything else to say. All right. Well, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna wrap it up then for episode one hundred and three of the Nintendo Prime podcast. Just a couple topics, but uh, we kind of wanted to keep it a little shorter. Wanted to keep it shorter last week. We actually technically were shorter by like a full forty minutes. Yeah. But uh, I actually wanted to cut this one short as well, just it's, because I have a lot going on this weekend, and the topics we talked about are huge. Well, also the fact that it's just us two and we're not cutting a patron it's short. Kind of, kind of a big deal. Well, right, and it's just us two and we're not cutting a patron short. So. <laughs> Brother, cut a patron. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously, thank you guys for doing Be sure to check out our podcast on patreon.com slash Nintendo Prime if you want to get this podcast, even the audio version, on Sunday before it releases publicly on Monday. Also, this video version, uh, once it's no longer live, because this one was recorded live publicly, uh, will only be available to $10 backers immediately after, and then it'll be $20 backers on uh, no $20 backers will have it the same day yeah. I guess I mean $20 backers can be on an episode of the podcast yes uh, you can also find our podcast on iTunes on Google Play through the Google Podcast app uh, you can also find it on the website nintendoprime.net I think it's like slash podcast but whatever nintendoprime.net click on podcast yeah uh, and that I think is the last spot you can find it Podbean I, oh yeah Podbean sorry I lost yeah. tra- my train of thought because my fiance just opened the door yeah well okay I'll wrap up first um, yeah, so that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Nathaniel Ruffajance from Nintendo Prime, and this is Eric Moore. You'll find me on Twitter at Ninty Prime. And then me at Emo8790. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Peace. Bye.